Hello, 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 everyone. Here we are on the final episode of Kiss and Tell Radio 2015. Char, how are you, girl? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. You had a busy day today. I did. I had a day that kind of beat my ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's still going. It is. It won't end until tonight, but that's okay, because it's just a party. Parties tonight. Kiss and tell and parties. Holiday radios are it. Holiday radios. Holiday parties. Um. So, yes, everyone, this is the last episode of the year we started this podcast is episode 11 we started this podcast in july and you know wow. tell, yeah we we are here in december i don't know where the time went but i mean on all aspects but i'm really excited very blessed um just to have all of you guys to have char everyone part of the kiss and tell um just movement this year so i'm very blessed but we're just gonna dive into this conversation because you know it's it's, it's time um, so, actually, I haven't talked to you guys since I got back from New York. Because until New York. It's been about a month. Yeah. Because it's about, yeah, woo. Uh, yeah, so Kiss Until New York happened. Um, it was definitely, it was a good It was a good show. I actually got the video footage today, um, actually, from the videographer. It was a really good experience. Um, it was definitely, what kind of took me by surprise was the difference in the dynamic of the conversation. I think LA is a lot more lighthearted um fun laughter they don't take things as serious and i just forgot you new you new yorkers are very um passionate as i should say (laughs) because i mean it could be coffee it could be your family but they're gonna have the same exact reaction when it comes to certain topics and um i think i was you know i was kind of caught off guard by that um but we actually got a question um this i mean shout out to a the hustler um aka black trans excellence she was actually at the kiss and tell show and um she we didn't have time to answer her question but she did tweet me after and she had a question that i thought we could kind of um discuss and one thing i did notice um with the new york show is that kind of the i guess the division in the community with like you know we talked about this before like the lg yes. lgb versus like the t part yes and I think, you know, in Los Angeles, it's kind of more inclusive, but I didn't realize that it, how strong the division was in New York and how passionate the people were about the division in New York. Um, and so actually her question kind of goes along with that. It reads, do you think it's possible to reach the necessary level of solidarity so we could fight injustices in the LGBT community we face as a whole? If so... How do you think we could get a healthy level of solidarity within the LGBT community to fight injustices injustices, as um, there are power in numbers? Or do you think that we're there already? I do not think that we're there at all. And I think that was very clear by the New York show. I mean, mm-hmm. we definitely had the, had the conversation versus, you know, the LGB being like, you know, that's your sexual preference versus T versus your gender identity. Um, somehow, I don't think we'll ever get there. Yeah, why? Because it's two separate things? Um, Yeah, and the harsh reality of as far as I get what they're saying with power and numbers, it would be nice to get there, but there are so many transphobic gay men. Um, I do follow New Now Next and Logo and The Advocate uh, on Facebook, and I see typically when a lot of trans-related articles are posted... There's so much transphobia. And then when you couple From, like, the people that comment on it. From gay men, Mm -hmm. yes, who I'm assuming are gay men, majority, because it's New Now Next, Logo, and The Advocate. Right. Um, And so when you couple that with 
um, sexism, racism, and transphobia. There's, I mean, because there there's white supremacy in in being gay. Oh, absolutely. So it's. I don't know. And even some black guys. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll, I'm not going to say we'll never get there, but I don't think that we're close. It's a long, it's a long journey. It's a long road ahead. I don't think that we're close to all standing and fighting a good fight for each other Mm -hmm. because I don't know if each marginalized group thinks that their issues are more important, but I mean, and that's not taking away from, you know, LGB identified people who do who are trans advocates or trans people who are LGB advocates. That's not taking away from that. It's just saying more often than not, I see the other side of things. Right. I mean, I definitely think that like the whole even trans thing, like it's been around for years, but just now people are starting to like be interested in what that is. Mm-hmm. And I think like Caitlin kind of like, you know, and we all have our, feelings about Caitlyn but I think she really but she brought up the conversation she did that's one thing that I will not take away from her but that that woman just she did she just have like a comment recently about um, what did she say basically respectability politics and she just fails to realize that trans people are not here to make cis people comfortable um, it's an article. Someone wrote an article for Cosmopolitan magazine. That's what it, was. it is on Char says so. My Facebook. Go take a look at it. Um, I may share it again by the time this airs. I may attach it to the tweet when I tweet this out. I may attach the article to that. But it's just you know, Caitlyn for her to be, you know, she was just named one of uh, Time magazine's People of the Year for their short list, mm-hmm. and you know, she received one of the Women of the Year awards for Glamour magazine, and it's just like, but we see this with the show, even on I Am Kate. She's, they call her out on her shit, but it, Caitlyn is a very stubborn, privileged woman. Right. For God's sake, she's still voting Republican. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not here to get into politics. It just baffles me that, you know, I don't, you would vote for some, a group that is not for anything that you stand for, but, um, or that of your marginalized sisters and brothers. So, um, yeah, I will not take away from her though. She did stir up the conversation. Yeah, she brought I the just, conversation. And mm. I think because now we have like different shows. Like what was like the trans, um, transparent. Transparent was out before Caitlyn. Really, but no one was watching it like that. No, people weren't. But it did. People were. It won an award. It won a Golden Globe from the first season. It won a few. I want to say it's mm. a slow starter because it's on Amazon Prime. If it were right. on Netflix, that would be different. Yeah. Um, but it's on Amazon Prime. They just started season. Two is available for stream as of Thursday. Mm-hmm. I am in actually two episodes of season two. I just don't know which two I'm in. I don't really have <laughs> speaking roles, but I'm in that camera. You all cannot miss me. Uh, I'm in that camera for two different scenes. So absolutely, but yeah, it does bring to the forefront um, different things. And tra- being trans is such. I saw a good article about trans um, shit. What, what how did they call trans it? shit? No, they called it something. I can't remember. Sorry for the dead airspace. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I but think... But it was like, it was about talking about trans being a trend. Um, I don't think it's a trend. I just think it's going more mainstream. That's the way I kind of look at yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like, think I don't it's think... a trend either, but... I mean, you do have certain problematic stories. There was this guy who just came out, and he says that he's a six-year-old girl. 
he revealed to his oh, family. Jesus. Right, which you all know that that is a layered conversation for me. And you can, you know, shoot your daggers if you want to. But it is a, it's one thing to say. He's in his late 40s, I want to say. He's a six-year-old girl. Not only is he trans, but he's a six-year-old girl. And he's living with the family that is allowing him. Because he said he was robbed of his childhood. To be the girl that... Kind of so like, what's that woman that said that she was... Um, bows and pigtails and... Um, like I said, th- there's a whole bunch that can go into this conversation. I think that there's more to it. If, if this is the case and if he isn't just bullshitting, there's more to it than being trans. There may be some mental things right. going I mean, on with him. He got something in my head that's not right. Um, and you just have to watch that, especially when you <laughs> paint a group of people with the same brush. Because, you know, the topic of pedophilia could come up. There's a lot that can come. And I'm not trying to demonize him. I'm just saying, you know, the way the article was written that I read, I just, even I was like, okay, now, listen. Well, like, reading it. We will, we will keep him in our prayers yeah. at the top of the prayer list. The pre- but, I mean, I think that we're definitely not there, kind of like what Shara said. Do we think, uh, will we ever get there? I think we are. I think it's it's, it's a slow process and we are nowhere near that place. But I think that because we're already initially grouped in that category together, um, I think this is going to take a lot of learning and listening Um, that we're not even ready to do. But it started. I will say that. It has. Yes, the ball has started started rolling. The ball has started rolling. Um, Speaking of rolling, we're going to roll on to the next question. So... I thank you for because that question was um, brought up by um, like I said the A Hustlet who was at the um, the Kiss and Tell New York show and thank you for coming so much um, and we've been asking for questions since we started this show and this yeah. is the first time six that we months asked, later six months later now y'all want to talk <laughs> so the next question um, this actually I took this question over the phone um, I'm not gonna say who this person was but he just basically had an experience where he has a friend who has never dated. Never had a boyfriend. Um, she is in her mid-twenties. And basically, they were out and about, I think, at the supermarket or, you know, Best Buy somewhere in um, New York. And the she saw a handsome man who used to be a co-worker of this gentleman. And was just like, oh, wow, like, he's really hot. And this girl, and this is probably going to sound very vain, we're until we're just talking, um... I would, it was explained to me that she was less than what society would see as your typical beautiful girl. Meaning? She was a little overweight. Okay. Um, very hyper, she's basically kind of naive. Like, she's hyper-Christian. She's, like, you know, How's her presentation? Relig- I mean, is, are, does she have a Manny and Petty, a signature fragrance? Are her brows tweezed? Like, um, she's, I need details. She's, she's very, she's a simple girl. She's not unattractive mm. at all. Okay. Not unattractive, but she's very simple. She's not, you know, she's not about hair, makeup. She's not a You know, stilettos. Girl. I'm pretty sure she'll wear flats to all like an interview. Oh. So like, that's that's what I'm trying to paint for you. Okay. Like just very, just very simple she's girl. Very simple, excuse me. I'm like, I'm yawning. Very simple, homely, very middle America. Yes. Sweet as pie. But like basically, I said, Middle America. <laughs> a lot of those girls are sweet too, mm-hmm. and it's no shade if that happens to be your presentation. I, right. It's just not mine. So basically, she was just very like aggressive with you know, hey, introducing to this guy, and you know, he's like, well, I know that you are not his type because I know what he dates because he knows him very well, and she just couldn't really get the idea. That that was not going to work, and she and he was trying to explain to her like how how do you have a conversation like 
I'm not going to say you up on this date because you're not his type type of situation. Personally, if I were in this situation. As who? As the guy. Okay. Uh, and my friend went to the set up the mediator. Mm-hmm. I I think I would do tell a little white lie. What's the white lie? The white lie would be I talked to him and he's not interested. If you want to save her perceived heartache, because I just think that that's not your fucking place. I would I couldn't form my lips, and I'm a pretty straightforward girl, but I could not form my lips to tell someone he's out of your league. Like that, it's something about that that just seems so. Ugh, like almost like a how dare you. Right. Um, Because you just never know nowadays. People are attracted to what they're attracted to. Hello. So you never know. But I just feel like no matter how good the friend is, I don't, I can't imagine myself forming my lips to, to utter such a rude ass sentence. <laughs> He's right. out of your league. He's so your I league think if push, ca- if worse came to worse, I think I'd ignore it. But if worse came to worse, I think I'd tell a white lie. I'd be like, hey, you know. Um, I showed showed him your Instagram and everything, and he thinks that you you're attractive, but he just, you know, he's not interested right now. Right. Because I'm I'm also invested at the same time in saving my friend's feelings. Right. And protecting my friend's feelings, and not doing any damage on her self esteem. She may be a homely little round the way plain Jane, but I'm certainly not here to take away from. Apparently, she's confident. I don't want to damage that, and if she's that confident, then she needs to pursue it. Herself, take me the mediator out. If you are that confident, if you feel you can bag that, then you go about it. Right. Take me out of the equation. You go about it. You that bad of a bitch, you go about it. But I certainly would not um, to tell her, oh, he's out of your league. Like, I, I you know, for the person writing this in, mm-hmm. um, was that the direct question? Yeah, How do you out tell of your, your friend yeah. that... Who they are looking for in dating out of their league? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think you the don't. older you don't. You don't. That's my answer. Yeah, you don't, I definitely wouldn't tell. Her, but I think it's also like a level of like maturity on her end too, because she just if she's just going for people that if she wants some dude that's like a 90, 90s R and B singer, like a genuine slick back like something mm-hmm. that's what she wants, then that's what she's gonna get. But you need to have. Lord, I get like you want substance, and that comes with conversation, that comes with interaction. Yes. And if you just keep going after these people who with a look, look like yeah. right a model or look like you know whatever the case may be, that's what you're gonna like. Look at Halle Berry. Halle Berry is fine as hell on her third divorce and crazy as hell. Crazy allegedly. as hell too. I mean, we don't. I don't know her, but she's she's sweet as as when I met her. But I mean, I'm not married to her, so who right. knows? You don't know her. You met her. You don't know her. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a level of like maturity because I just know all, all my plain Jane friends from back in high school are all married with kids. I will say that just okay. because like they had to look for someone beyond what to the match, physicality yes. is. They have to like get to know them and talk to them and you know have an interaction and go on dates. Well, and, that like, boils down to the conversation. My big thing is, and you all know that I've shared this with you before. Are you dating for leisure? Or are you dating for investment? Mm-hmm. If you are dating for leisure, then I am not your girl. Because I don't date just to date. I'm trying to date to build something. I would like a boyfriend. Build I that foundation. To, yes. So 
That as well, but it's also, like you said, it's important not to be shallow. But everybody likes someone that looks good, but it's important not to be shallow. But apparently, the way that I see it is she has to be winning in some department because she has not taken a blow to her confidence. Her self-esteem is off the Richter scale. So where she may be lacking in boyfriends, she might maybe pull in the, the, the tens to come, you know, and sleep with for Netflix and chill. Because I think her... she's a virgin, too. Oh. <laughs> Well, versions still do things. There are things you can do other than I sex. can rub that dick real nice there with my hand. And she, uh, yeah. I mean, needless to say, she'll find it eventually. It's just not genuine and it's at not, the supermarket. And it's also not your place, uh, friend listening. It's not your place to tell anyone. I don't know what you all's relationship is um, or how you are. Because I don't know you. I'm going to assume that I don't know you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, it's, it's, it's almost like I'm appalled by that question. Like, how dare you? How do you tell your friend that someone that they're interested in is out of their league? You don't. Okay, but okay, you but don't. look at this. But how, okay, so let's just say that this is a continuous thing. Like, she's in her mid-twenties. Okay. And has never had a boyfriend. And because she's probably maybe going after physical looks okay so like how do you form a commerce did you sit there like all right well this is you what let you're going her after suffer suffer you, you let her you suffer. just let her grow you let her mature yes you let her go through the growing pains you don't tell her look sweetie you're going after tens and you're more of like a six yourself so you may want to aim lower or step your pussy Not even up aim lower, like you don't but just look have a conversation with someone before you want to like go on a date with them i understanding you know, like, yeah that that is true so why isn't she having these conversations because what's stopping her from approaching guys that she's interested in? Maybe she's not that confident. Maybe she sees and looks and wants to shut the entire fuck up, then sis, <laughs> and keep being single. Sagar, we love you, but keep being single, it's man. It's time to grow up. And that goes to like, but that's with everything. Like I said, the old, when I was younger, I was like, ooh, you a daddy, like let's date, let's be bae. But I don't even know you from a can of paint. But because mm-hmm. you were cute, yeah. that's what I went after. And then I got to know you, and we, I was like, oh, you are actually crazy. So, you know. We all did. Yeah. I mean, I've... Let's not even talk about my dating life. It was really fun. Someone actually told me the other day, because I was like, I don't really see myself, you know, getting married. She's like, that's so sad. And I was like, why? Like, why does that have to be, like, a sad thing? Why is it? Because the, the it's you know it's uh, society's constructs of how things are supposed to be. I found myself a week ago literally having baby fever, which is kind of rare for me. But lately, I have been going with the thought process. I don't know where this comes from because y'all know that I I am a product of a two parent household, middle class, suburban Chicago. But I am fiending more so for motherhood than I am wifehood. Would you have a kid without someone? Right now, I'm kind of feeling it. Oh, my gosh. Right now, I'm kind of feeling it. Even though, like I said, I don't come from a single-parent household. And I think it's very important to have two-parent energy in households just to balance things out. But I have been having baby fever lately. And I'm not even a baby person. Let's be clear. I like toddlers. Mm-mm. All that little... Fr- no. Babies are so fragile Mm-mm. and... Di- I like toddlers. Toddlers are the funniest people in the fucking world. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be the Even coolest the terrible, uncle ever. Terrible twos, As soon as threes. six o'clock comes on, mommy, daddy, here comes your child. I will spoil mm-hmm. the hell out that kid. But I've been having it lately, so. Mm-hmm. I can. I don't think I could ever voluntarily be a single parent. 
Like, I could, like, and that's all, people always ask me, do you want kids? I'm like, you know, it all is dependent on who I end up with, because I'm not going to volunteer myself to be a single parent. That's I could be a too single. much work. I think I could be a single parent. I would need a 24-hour nanny, which means that I need to be I need my on white, right, like six I mean, I need to be financially stable, of course. Regardless. But I just was looking to my left and right. I was in church, and I don't know if I was hormonal or emotional, but there were just so many cute kids, so many, um... I'm a natural nurturer. Mm-hmm. If you're a friend of mine or you know me personally, then you know I'm such a nurturer. Get a puppy. I love cooking for you. And no, mm-hmm. I want a, I want a little human. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I will be I Uncle compare, Uncle Jace. I can't compare. I want no damn dog. I want <laughs> a child. I think so. But that's after I, you know, get good and in this TV game. Mm-hmm. It's not right now. That's, not, that's down the line, regardless. Yeah. But I'm living on a hope and a prayer right now, my damn self. I can only imagine if I had another person to take a, care another of. Another mouth to human feed, being. Another ass to wipe. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Clothes to buy. That damn school supply list. Ugh. You know what? Never mind. I'm falling out of right. it. You go volunteer at the children's shelter and then could go right back home. Yeah. Pour your glass of wine and watch them be Mary Jane. Um, so yeah, don't tell your friend if you need to have the car, wait, wait for her, wait for her to mature, moral of the story. Or wait for her to open up the floors to the conversation, because that's not your place to bring that conversation. If she turns to you and says, you know, what do you think it is, why these guys don't like me? Then you're like, well... And you hold her hand through it. You, that's not something you rip the band-aid off with. You hold her hand as a supportive good friend would. And even if even if you have to use colorful language and judge up your delivery, mm-hmm. then do that. But you do not rip the band-aid off on something like this. Break that out is that just, thesaurus. Get all the verbiage. It's crazy. Um so holidays are right around the corner. Are you going you're going about are not, you going? No? I thought that I was and I really am emotional about that. Mm-hmm. As this will be the first time in all of my life that I have not been with my mama, my daddy or my sisters for Christmas. Your sisters are going back to Chicago from New York. And I have not been in a room with both of my sisters in over two years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's only been one at a time. So um I'm really emotional about that, though, because I wanted to, but I think I just waited too late to get my... I don't know what happened, Um, but, you know, things have not been the easiest. I've been riding riding a a wave professionally. Things have been great, but Mm -hmm. it's just... It is taking a toll on me because I just can't believe... Even saying it right now, talking to you... I cannot believe that I'm not going to be home for Christmas. I don't know what I'm going to do Christmas Day... Like, that's what's freaking me out. When I look over and it's December 25th, Our, what uh, the fuck PRNT am I going to do? Going no. No. Mm-hmm. So, well, you guys will all be together. Okay, that's not my family. Those no. are my roommates and my friends. That's not my family. For me, it's two totally different things. Right. And uh, I just have so, mi- so much um, nostalgia attached to my family that that's what fucks me up. Like... You know, I'm just emotional about it. One of my dogs is dying, so I don't know if I'm going to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Well, sorry, guys. Yes, I am crying. <laughs> it's the holidays, and trust me, when, you know, I moved to New York and I couldn't come back home for Christmas, it was just like, ugh. But, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of comes with, you know, moving away and going after your own passions 
And well, this has just never happened. Even last year I went home, and but that's what messes me up. Last time I was in Chicago, I was only there for four days. Mm-hmm. And I had a gridlock schedule, so I barely had time to really kick my feet up and I mean I saw I'm glad I, I think I'd rather have the schedule than to just be in my house like oh no one cares that I'm here but I just was all over doing everything and mm-hmm. it was like before I knew it I looked You're up back on the plane. and right I'm on my way back to LA and it's just like I'm fortunate enough to have seen my mom this year because she came out here twice in September and November um, but still, it's nothing like being home. I was missing food. I was missing friends. I was right. missing the ex-boyfriends. Meals. I was missing my animals. Um, my sisters, my sisters will be out here in March for their birthday, but it's not the same. Cousins, aunts, uncles, like there's a lot that I'm going to be missing out on. And, and just knowing that I'll be in California, is just, ugh. but whatever, Whatever, it's Christmas is around the corner. Right. And we made the most <laughs> out of the situation. Trust yeah. me, I was supposed to be back for Thanksgiving. I got stuck because all the flights were overbooked. So, you see, Thanksgiving doesn't bother. I have not spent, last time I was home for Thanksgiving was 2006. But it's still a family holiday that I'm like accustomed to being around my family for. And like, it kind of like broke the heart that I wasn't there. But I was yeah. just like, you know, like, I physically cannot be there. So, I mean, you just make the most out of it. You know, you just, you know, get your bottle of wine or make your homemade sangria, get the homies, cut a turkey, and, like, make (laughs) it a friend's experience. You know, like, that's one thing that I will say kind of, like, moving away. Because I'm I'm from Los Angeles, and I moved to New York, and that was just a totally different ballgame for me. But one thing that kind of, like, opened up my eyes is that your friends become your family. And because you're so used to being, you grew up with your family around you all the time. And then when you move away, you're by yourself, but then kind of everyone around you is kind of in the same pool. Like, they're away from their family as well, and so you just kind of become your own little family. Yeah. And I think anyone who has I moved away a from home. Ooh, and you know, I'm not even... Want, boyfriend, I'm not even, babies. I'm not even hung up on, on dating like that, but I just feel like I need a boyfriend. Like, is there a place I can rent a man for Christmas? Rentboy.com. Like, I just, no, I'm not trying to get an escort. I just want a spooner, maybe. I don't even big on, you. Know, y'all know I hate cuddling. Right. But for Christmas. It's been kind of windy outside, though. It's kind of chilly. Doesn't matter. For Christmas, desperate mm-hmm. times calls for desperate measures. I just need some sort of Well, you better start comfort. swiping on that Tinder. No, I'm def. I will never be on another dating app, I don't think. Ever. Ever. ever, ever. Did I tell you I was on Tinder? I swear to God, yes, you told me. It's been awful. I don't think I will. Somebody told ever... me I was going to bed at eight thirty. I was like, it's unblock. I mean, block, <laughs> unmatch. That's what I meant. I will um, never get on another dating app. But what is? What are some of your favorite holiday memories? Um, I think one of my funniest ones is that I remember one year. So we both know that we're the oldest of um out of our group. And my little brother wanted a dirt bike so bad. And, like, I'm from California, but I'm not from Los Angeles. I grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So we had, like, our our house is on, like, an acre and a half. So we had a huge backyard, which is basically we turned into, like, a racetrack. And, you know, I got a go-kart for getting good grades once upon a time. And my brother, um, he really wanted a dirt bike. So we're opening our presents. Legos, like, RC cars, um, PlayStation games, Xbox. Like, we're getting the works. Mm-hmm. And we're done opening, and we're like, Yay, what a great Christmas. Thanks, Mom and Dad. This boy starts crying. And I was just like, we're like, what he didn't you? get his dirt bike. That dirt bike was in the garage. 
Um, I wanted to knock him out. I was like, you ungrateful little child. But I just remember like laughing at him because I was like, you were really crying over not getting a dirt bike. Like, how spoiled are you? That is crazy. Another favorite holiday memory was, was when, and I haven't, um, so my grandmother in Connecticut, I think we've talked to her about her before. She's yes. very bourgeois. Yes. Um, so my dad's mother and then my stepmother, who's Brazilian, um, she, th- she thought it was a great idea to invite her mother, who doesn't speak any English, invite her mother what? and my grandmother from Connecticut over for Christmas. And mm-hmm. I told her this when she, when she mentioned it in November. She's like, all the moms in one house. I'm like, that is a terrible idea. Terrible. Yeah. Sounds like the good makings for a, a sitcom or a movie. My dad said she can't come back to California. It was Ooh. that bad. Because, I don't know how, because she doesn't speak English, my grandmother made right. her, the other woman cry. Oh. Like, it's body language. Body language, body language so, is universal, honey. Energy and, is and, universal. And she has got the body. You know what she calls herself? What? The Iron Pussy. Oh, my goodness. My grandmother, she said, when I was back in the day, no one was getting into this. No one. I am the Iron Pussy. I was like, Nana, oh, Jesus. Well, that's nice to know. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. So, my grandma's iron pussy. But, yeah, that that whole experience, I mean, I think it was more funny for me. It was more of a nightmare for my parents because they were trying to do damage control. Yeah. I mean, we had this foreign woman who doesn't speak English and, like, this other woman. Who, my grandma is the strongest woman I think I've ever met in my life. Like, she ran the Olympic torch through Harvard. They chose her to do that. So, she's cool. she is on her P's and Q's. But she is... She is an intense woman, and if you are not ready, or if you are blindsided, you may end up in tears. That's a grown-ass man. Yeah. Just tears. So, but that was kind of my funny, my funny Christmas moment. So I'm actually happy that I'll be able to, like, I didn't do Thanksgiving with them, uh, because I got stuck in New York, but uh, Christmas I'll be seeing the fam bam, and yeah, they're they're a pill. (laughs) Um, But what about you? Like, do you have any specific memories Holiday memories. Um, well, one of my favorite holiday. Well, I'll do two. Okay. Um, I right always now. loved waking up. We were the kids that would wake up at the ass crack of dawn to open presents, but my parents had this rule that like at midnight. No, when I say I'm talking about like four a.m. Okay. My parents had this rule that no presents could be open unless they were up because my dad mm-hmm. used to, you know, record the Christmases and things like that. Which I would love to see some of those tapes now, but um, I just remember my sister Andrea. I have two sisters. Andrea was has always been a fashionista. It's so funny that she's in New York City now, really chasing that. But I can remember her being like five years old, and my aunt Vera from Ohio used to always mail clothes to us, which uh-huh. me and Ashley hated. We wanted toys, but Andrea, I remember she would be in those pajamas and she'd disappear. We, you know, we in the hype of it all, we'd be like, where the, where the hell is Andrea? Mm-hmm. Come back to finish unwrapping gifts in a new outfit that my aunt just sent her. So I, did, I just, that was how, how old was she at this point? Andrea had to have been maybe five doing this, five, six, seven. Naturally. Like those three years, just naturally just piecing <laughs> together these outfits. And of course, my mom always baked. She would always bake a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Mm-hmm. So that's something I remember like smelling. And uh, yeah, those are two of my um, favorite memories. The pets running around the train. Like I can think back to our fireplace, the smells, the excitement of Christmas morning. And what I really do appreciate about my parents is that they really made sure that we had like their 
you know, we were always appreciative. My parents always put things into perspective, especially my father, because my father comes from extremely, extremely, extremely humble beginnings. My mm-hmm. mother comes from humble beginnings, but not as much as my father. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I remember, I can remember being young as hell, like six and looking under the tree and just taking the moment in and just really, really being grateful to God because I know that people didn't have, oh, like that's good we had you. gifts. Yeah. Because ours was, was like made, ready, set, go, rip it apart. We were done with Christmas in five I mean, minutes. You know, we, we, I wasn't taking my time opening oh, this shit. Oh, okay. You said embrace the moment. I was, I was I'm talking embrace. about as the gifts are compiling <laughs> mm-hmm. up. I'm not talking about oh, Christmas prior morning. Oh, yeah. prior to. Fuck that. Christmas morning, it was wrapping paper and shit everywhere. Really? Y- yes. Oh, I know. But like, Wait, did you... Wait, were you a Santa girl? Did you ever believe in Santa? I was a Santa girl for many years. My mom used to sign the tags, like, to Char Love Santa Mm -hmm. for many years. But when we found out that Santa wasn't real, it wasn't like we were heartbroken. We were not the baked cookies for Santa type. We just believed in Santa. And uh, it was when we were really, really young, though, but... I think it's fun. I mean, people have that whole thing, like, the religion, like, aspect of it, because, you know... It's Jesus' birthday and it's celebration. Now, mind you, like, while we did believe in Santa, we knew the reason for the season. Right. Like, my parents weren't messing Jesus around with that. Jesus is the reason exactly. for the my season. My parents weren't yeah. messing around with that, but we definitely, um, somehow they mixed time. in paganism with religion. And it seems to work every with everything. Mm-hmm. Easter. Everything. So, um, but yeah, those were two of my, of my favorite holiday memories growing up in... Suburban yeah. Chicago. I remember we were very aggressive because it like like or your parents said like we couldn't open the gifts without them being there. Uh-huh. But we always like so what time are you waking up? And we would set they our would own alarms. Oh, we would set alarm. We like eight o'clock or seven o'clock. Yeah. We would set our alarm for seven o'clock and we would put our alarm clocks underneath the door because uh-huh. they would have the door closed and we're like wow. banging out there like I said eight o'clock and there's five of us. It was like a herd of like children. Oh, wow. And like I said, it was a complete, it looked like Hurricane, like, Jesus yeah. just came through and destroyed. Like, we were done within five minutes. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm Well, asleep. no, no, no. We weren't done with us because my father, my mother was like the Vanna White, and my dad would record it, and we had to take turns. That's oh, it. yeah. See, we that's how we are um, now. You know, we couldn't, growing up, we couldn't all just, she'd be like, okay, and Andrea, wait, Andrea, it's Ashley's turn right now, mm-hmm. and we will go, seriously, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And you, while you, while someone was unwrapping their gift, you were looking, and then you'd grab, oh, okay, that one has my name on it, and then you'd come back, and you'd sit down, and you'd have to wait. That's how my parents were. That's the shit that oh, they were no. in. You'd we, have had, to wait. we had the foyer, because that was Because you had to tile. say thank you. Oh, you yeah, have to say see, thank you. We, so, oh my gosh, thank you, Aunt Ivy. It's being recorded. Oh. Thank you, Aunt Ivy. I love this sweater. Um, that thank is you, Aunt a Gladys. Classy Christmas. Yeah, because we had the foyer and then we had the carpet. We couldn't go on the carpet until they said go. So we're waiting like it's a track meet. Were on they the- ever recording you all? Oh. Uh-huh. But we just didn't care. Yeah. We were just like Legos and We didn't care. They cared. And yeah. So that's what we did. I mean, I I'm kind of glad that they did it that way, though, because I'm pretty sure going back, it's something funny because you see the impatience in whoever's not opening their gifts' faces. Even though they, whoever was opening their gift was going as fast as humanly possible, I can see like the Jew right, hurry the up. Like, yeah. Fuck, no one cares about your damn Barbie doll. Um,. So, yeah. So, I mean, we're almost, like I said, this is our last show of the year. I just kind of want to go over, like, the year. Like, what were some of your highs of the year? Um, You know, what do you think you're going to bring into 2016? Where are you going to leave behind? 
you know, where, and also, it's both of our birthdays in January. Yeah. You know, I'm the, I'm the fake Capricorn. Sure, I'm the like off, in uh, the two authentic, <laughs> full blooded, full blooded Capricorn. Capricorn. My birthday's like in two weeks, and I'm panicking because I don't know what I'm gonna do. I think I'm just gonna do a dinner. That's but, cute. Am um, I invited? Yeah. As soon as I piece it together, I think I'm gonna go to Hugo's. Oh, I love Hugo's. Never eaten there before, but I see Courtney, Kim, and Chloe eating there. The portions look good. Yeah. The atmosphere looks good. You're going cute. to the one in the valley or West Hollywood? I don't know. Okay. I just, which one should do you think I should do? WeHo? WeHo. It's cool. It's very, like, relaxed. You're going like, to do, like, a brunch there? No, I was going to do, like, dinner. Is it a dinner place? Um, it's more like, a, like, the the vibe it gives me is more, like, daytime. Okay, like, well, we'll talk, because you probably yeah. know more things than I do. I just want to have a dinner. <laughs> yeah, a but, dinner. Um, it'll, it'll be cute regardless. But uh, what, what, was your, what was your peak of 2015? I want to say my peak for 2015 has been the last six months, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire last six months. The entire last mm-hmm. six months was of the Was there a particular year. moment that just, like, made you genuinely smile? Um, it, all of it. All mm-hmm. of it. Um, I was riding a high. My first six months, um, I can honestly say I was not happy. Um, my little baby Milo, who this is the student that I worked with. Also Milo. Um, his name was Milo, and um, he was a high for me. But it just was so it had grown so my routine had grown so stagnant and so stale, mm-hmm. and I knew what I had come out here for, and it seemed like I wasn't breaking ground anywhere. And then it seemed literally at the end of June, beginning of July, everything just came out of nowhere. I uh, got tapped for AfterBuzz TV. Mm-hmm. You came to me about doing Kiss and Tell, and things have just, different opportunities have sprouted from there. Um, Char good. says so is still doing good. It's retaining more viewers. Um, my mentor, Janet Mock, hit me up about uh, an Oprah thing. I got to take my mom, got to bring yes. my mom out here for her birthday, and we got to spend an entire day with Oprah and Janet Mock in September. For my, Saturday, September 12th. My mom's birthday is September 11th. So I got to show her a good time. Um, I was able to do two speaking engagements through Kiss and Tell. Um, I was able to meet a shitload of celebrities with doing Being Mary Jane. I meet a different person every week, Being Mary Jane, After Buzz, After Show. Um, And so it's just been... While financially things haven't been the best, because I mean we're gonna keep it real. <laughs> well, let's keep it. 100%. Financially things have not been the best, but however, I smile through the rain because I stay booked. Like mm. I stay booked, and right now, even with feeling like my back is against the the financial wall, so to speak, I keep getting blessed, mm. even if it's in the final hour. So mm. I don't know what I'm going to do, even though while next week it's like, oh, what am I going to do? But I know that I, I know that something's going to happen. Right. So, um, so yeah, that that's really been it. Seeing Beyonce two weeks ago, Be- that was oh at the party. Yeah, seeing Beyonce at the at Solange's party, Beyonce, Kelly, Solange, and Jay Z all together and being in their section. So it's just been a series of, and I, I just did a photo shoot this morning, a photo shoot that was offered to me that I did not have to pay for. Shout out to Gianna Dorsey. Make sure y'all visit her website. Hey, Gianna. G-I-A-N-N-A-D-O-R-S-E-Y.com. She's a photographer. We went to high school together. And yeah, she came out here from Ventura. She offered me a photo shoot. She said she believed in me. And so I got a photo shoot for promo for Char says. So this was my first ever photo I've never taken professional photos really no not for anything 
the last time I've taken professional photos was college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was like graduation pics. It wasn't like, right. You know, it wasn't like, so this is my first time branding wise yeah. in, in my adult life that I'm uh, taking pictures. So I'm excited for this rollout for sure. So, so the pictures are really, really good. Um, and I am getting a web developer. I'm totally revamping my website. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm going into 2016. I have this weird thing where I'm like, oh, I have the best luck on even number years. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I've just been, I'm born on the second. Number two, two has always been my favorite number because I'm born on the second. It's an even number. We're going into 2016. I feel nothing really about turning 28. I'm not excited nor, I don't think I'll ever be depressed about an age, but I'm not really tripping about turning 28. I'm excited to see work-wise what 2016 is going to bring me, though. Right. And like, like just to answer your question, because I feel like I just went on this tangent, the no. highlight of this year has for sure been July through December. It's been mm-hmm. on a on a constant, uh, like I said, I've just been riding the wave. I've, mm-hmm. I stay booked. It is such a good feeling to stay booked. Right. Whether you're whether it's monetary. Whether you're receiving monies or not, mm-hmm. it's a feeling to know. It's a good feeling to know that you're wanted. It's a good feeling to know that people want to hear what you have to offer, want to hear what you have to say. It's a good feeling to know that you're liked, like that, right. that what you're doing is paid professionally off. as well. But that's what I'm saying. Professionally, yeah, like... I'm not talking personally. I, I ain't gonna man, <laughs> but professionally, it's 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 refreshing to know that what I came out here for, which is essentially to run my mouth, dish my opinion, and talk pop culture. Mm-hmm. People are appreciating it, and people are listening to what the fuck I have to say. Little right. old me. Little so, old yeah, From the like suburbs of Chicago. These, with, with the Chicago dog. These, okay, <laughs> these last six months have just been, what have, What has been your high of this year? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, like, this year, as far as Kiss and Toe goes, which is completely unexpected. Like, I, people are like, oh, well, People always ask me all the time, like, you know, well, where did it come from? I was like, this was supposed to be one event I did for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people knew me from my blog, from my writing, and I wanted to turn my writing, which I talked most about relationships, into a dating and relationship panel mm-hmm. that I just wanted to do just because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of blew up into this multifaceted network, and I've been able to, I think, one of the biggest parts... Oh, God, now I'm getting emotional. Um, was, ooh, get it together. <laughs> um, it's just like giving people who... Because I was called like a mean girl of West Hollywood mm-hmm. and a mean girl of like L.A. And that's kind of what initiated me to have to bring everybody together. Because, you know, in the gay community, it's so divided. And I think a lot of people have a lot of self-esteem issues. And people see what they see, especially because of social media, they see people not for who they are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends are these people with, you know, 10,000 followers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's what I was raised in. Like, not raised in, but, like, that was my introduction to, like, gay. Like, I was I was 21. I was at the Abbey. I was, you know, free drinks. Da, 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 da. Like, that's just who I was as a person. I'm very social. So, like, I was kind of, my introduction to the whole gay community was being a party boy. Mm-hmm. And I moved to New York, which broadened that too. So like I had I gained my following just from that. Mm-hmm. And the people that I know and associate myself with and I thought it was crazy that, you know, people think that a lot of people that I surround myself with are not human. Mm. And we're having the same conversations as the person who's the, you know, 
the person who's doing political stuff or mm-hmm. the person who's mm-hmm. doing, you know, HIV work. Like, we're all having the same conversations because when it comes to our work and what we're passionate about, when it comes to us as personal people, we're all, we're all having the same conversations. Mm-hmm. And that just brought in that to the whole LGBT community. And so I just wanted to have that conversation and I wanted to bring everyone together, whether you are, whether you have 10,000 followers, whether you have two. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care. I just wanted to humanize people and bring humanity to the community because we are lacking that tremendously. And on top of that, give the opportunity for people, you know, like Shar, like David, like Michelle, who is known for, you know, being Beyonce. People, you know, her gig is a little bit different. She's on stage dancing and, like, fucking it up. Mm-hmm. People are not necessarily interested in what she has to say until she gives giving a platform. So I will do the work to give people that platform and I think that was kind of like the biggest reward for me and on top of that the the you know who Patrick Ian Polk is yes I do he I just was with Jensen Atwood by the way yeah the other day he told me he knew who I was first of all wow and he told me like you know keep up the good work is needed and I just blew my mind yeah. because like I've been around him several times like uh, at events I've introduced myself because he he's the creator of Noah's Ark which is you know Noah's and Ark Blackbird um he's just he done did the skinny the skinny it's on Netflix yeah he's done all that stuff and for someone of that stature to one like recognize me and two tell me know what I'm doing yeah like I that was just kind of like blew my fucking mind um but one thing I will say which I'm gonna close out right now Um, the highlight I think was Models of Pride because like that's I I love like kids one of my most rewarding jobs prior to this was working at summer camp when I was in college and by the time it was over I was in full blown tears Mm because like I felt like I adopted these kids for 10 days I I was their parent and to see the transformation from someone who is you know, I don't want to play these fucking games or I don't want to do this to being like, I want to be team leader. I want to do this and to see the growth and development in people. And the youth is so needed. And I feel like there's a lot of guidance that I missed out on, especially being a black gay person. Mm -hmm. And there's, we don't have those examples. And so for, to put us as an example to these youth, I think it's just so important because that those are are people that you remember when you're, you know, when you're 25, when you're 30, you remember that one time when you were at Malls of Pride mm-hmm. and Shara got up on stage and she said blah, blah, blah about Janet Mock and her experience. Like, these are the things that she remember because you're developing. And so that was, um, I think that was the biggest thing with me. I would say probably the highlight. But overall, like, it's just been a tremendous year. Like, is it financially? Oh, my Lord. Like, this is, we're not getting paid for this. No. But, like, the, the marketing director of Jack, like, he's like, hey, you know what? Like, you built the engine. Now it's now you just need the fuel. So you know we've we've done a tremendous job this entire year with you know building, um, building that conversation, and it only gets bigger from here. So, whew. this has been a trip. This has been one hell of a one hell of an experience. So, right. But I'm glad that I'm with here with you for the ride. I'm happy too. I really appreciate you, Shar. I appreciate you too. That ass. Okay. Do you have anything else to say? I don't. Do you want to um, ask me anything? I don't. Okay. I feel like we have so many off 
kiss and tell type conversations yeah. that I know every. Oh, I do want to plug something. I'm not a yeah, part of it, but plug it. When you all get a chance, slide by uh, uh, Netflix, get Bay's password if you don't have an account, and check out this fantastic movie. It was shot on an iPhone. It's called Tangerine. Oh, I heard about that. And it is hilarious. It is riveting. It's what also kind of sad. The plot? This is like a trans. It is it's two trans. Yes, someone okay. who was uh, and someone who just got out of jail, and it tells the story of a day, a very, very a, eventful day. I just watched it the other day, and I was cracking up. I was cracking up. So the whole movie is like a, a day. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, but it, it's it's a tale of friendship. It's a tale of sisterhood. It's a tale of struggle, solidarity. Mm-hmm. Your late twenties. I'm sorry. This is just been this. It, late twenties are a lot. No one told me because like yeah. when you're 21, 22, 23, you're just like, well, whoop, I made it turn up. Yeah. But then like I feel like after 25, it's like the countdown of 30. Yeah. So I'm not scared of 30 though. I gotta be. I'm honest. excited for it. I'm not scared of 30, but I just um, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for my next check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready for my next check. Ass fat, yeah, I know. Um, all right, well, we're gonna wrap this show up. Um, yes, twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, you know, you know where to find me. I'm real. Just Jay Sparin is everything. It's just my name, Jay Sparin at Jay Sparin everything. And for what Jay Sparin, we want more questions. Like we waited six months to get some questions, and now y'all want to talk. So 2016 better be full of questions. Tweet, email, smoke signal, whatever you have to do, get that question to us. And I am Char Says So on everything, guys. Uh, Be sure that you catch me on the final episode of the Being Mary Jane after show for season three. Mm -hmm. It all comes to a close on Tuesday. So check that out on AfterBestTV.com or you can visit CharSaysSo.com for more details and anything else. Oh, um, I have, I think I'm doing one more video of the year for, Mm -hmm. no, I'm doing two. One this weekend. And then one next weekend. And then okay. that'll be the end of Char Says So for 2015. So if you all keep up with that, you know, my uh, weekly pop culture roundups. And it's a place that I'm a little bit more intimate, aside from Kiss and Tell. Mm-hmm. Um, if you all keep up with that. Um, I also recorded, if you missed my Beyonce story, it's also on my <laughs> YouTube.com backslash Char Says So. Um, it's called Proclamation and it has Solange's name in the title. So yeah, that's really all I have going on. And uh, I just want to thank you all for such a kick-ass year. I've met so many great people through Kiss and Tell. I've met so many great people in Hollywood who have recognized me from my voice or from pictures or from panels that I have done through Kiss and Tell. So I just want to thank you all overall just for your um, support and for always being so sweet to me. Even if we do disagree, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer. And <laughs> yes, and I'm excited for to see what next year is going to bring. It's going to be the shit. All right, well, folks, and I 2016 is already underway. I must not say anything, but y'all just buckle up your seatbelts because y'all ain't ready. Yeah. All right. I will see y'all next year. All right, guys. Don't be catching herpes under the mistletoe. Be safe. Mm-mm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>